Well, as more and more parents become aware of the relationships and sexuality education curriculum that's being rammed down in schools and our young children being told, uh, even as young as five, six, seven, that they can choose their gender and that they have the choice of 200 plus sexualities and, and being confused, no wonder our kids are stressed, parents are starting to rise up. Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about here, just go to our website and Type in the word in the search exposed and it'll take you to this video and watch exactly what the curriculum is teaching our kids. I think you'll be shocked. But as I said, parents are starting to speak up and especially mums. We've already interviewed a, a couple of mums, but today I interview another mum uh, called Catherine and Catherine decided to get involved in her school's review of the RSE curriculum, which is supposed to happen every two years in schools, but often it just glazes over. Parents aren't aware that it's happening. They're not sure what they can say, how to get involved. They're not even sure that it's a concern. But parents now realize it is a major concern, and so they're starting to speak up. And that's exactly what Catherine did. You'll be encouraged by what you hear. Let's meet Catherine. <laughs> Well, joining me is mum, Catherine. It's great to have you on the show, uh, Catherine. Uh, you got involved in your school on this issue. Uh, what what sort of inspired you to to get in there and, and make contact with the school? Well, yeah, I think um, the media haven't been reporting in a very balanced way on this issue. So a lot of parents are just unaware of the harm that it's causing overseas. Mm. And I just think, you know, if we can look overseas on issues like COVID and learn from other countries, why not also learn from this issue? Um, and the other thing was that I've heard of um, these poor girls who have been irreversibly harmed by these treatments and my heart just breaks for them. And it just sort of was a burden on me. Like if, what if that happened to some children in my child's class and I knew and I didn't say anything. Um, and so um, I just felt like I really needed to make sure that parents were informed if they wanted to disagree with me, that's fine, just as long as they knew. Okay, so what was your strategy? Did you go to a PTA meeting? Did you make contact with staff? How did you go about it? Well, on the last day of term one, um, the school sent out their normal monthly newsletter and there was a notice in it that they were going to begin consultation. Um, I asked a few parents and many of them missed that notice. Um, so I just privately uh, contacted the principal and she was very kind to meet with me. And I just said, look, a lot of parents missed this. Could you send out another um, letter? And they did that, but then again, I felt that um, the guidelines were summarized in kind of a misleading way, um, just being all about inclusion. And I thought, well, no, it's more than that. So then I felt like a real need to um, present my own flyer. And so I drafted up my own flyer and handed those out to parents. Um, unfortunately, um, the principal also came and told me that I wasn't allowed to influence other parents with my views. Um, whether it was on school grounds or even at the beach car park or up the road. Um, and this is really grievous to me because I just don't want mm. to see kids get hurt and I just feel that parents should be informed. Um, but thankfully, as a result of my actions, a lot more parents turned up to this um, evening meeting that the school had organised with the Ministry of Education. Um, and after that, I had, uh, during this time, I'd also been uh, writing correspondence to the school and they were very kind and granted me a chance to speak at their board meeting um, which right. is the recording that you'll hear okay and 
And just to clarify, this is intermediate age, isn't it? So this is year No, it's 11, primary school age. So oh. five to 11 year olds. Yeah. Okay. And did you establish, was there outside groups coming in or was this just the REC curriculum that is being forced down from the Ministry of Education? Uh, what do you mean by that? Sorry. It, was it an outside group like Inside Out or, um, you know, a, a, that type of group coming into the school and teaching it? Or was it teachers just teaching the curriculum that's being forced down? Um, my response was just to the normal two yearly um, health consultation serv um, survey that right. schools are required by law to take. Yeah. Um, so they're required to consult with the school community. And as soon as I heard the notice I, and mm. that they were um, going to be on the top of these guidelines, that's when I took action. Yeah. Okay, so they sort of hadn't figured out who was going to take it or whether an outside group was coming in. They were just discussing the curriculum that they have to do. And and you're right, most parents fall asleep and uh, sort of don't really, aren't alert to this, although I think more and more are starting to wake up. What, what was the response of parents when, I mean, I'm sure, I don't think it, that's legal for you to be told that you can't discuss these issues with other parents. So I'm glad you ignored that. Uh, what was the response of other parents when you sort of made them aware of what's exactly in this relationships and sexuality education curriculum? Well, I'm sure not many people go around passing flyers on school as well. <laughs> um, but a lot of parents, they were just, they just took the notice. A lot of others seemed a bit surprised or very interested in the contents. Um, mm. Maybe a couple had like a bit of an annoyed look, but they didn't say anything to me. And then I had some really great conversations with other parents who were saying, wow, I'm really glad you brought this up. What are your thoughts? And so um, we had some really good conversations. Um, yeah. So okay. it looked like a lot of parents were eager to know and wanted to be informed. Um, and I think in the past, we've really trusted our schools, our media, our institutions. And so that's maybe why parents are you know, happy to delegate that. But once they realize that they haven't been fully informed, I think that's when they will start to wake up. Okay, so you turned up to the uh, Board of Trustees meeting. Did you feel you got a warm reception? You, you, you know, I've heard the recording of what you said. You, it sounded like they were listening and, and engaged. Yes, well, I um, brought along quite a few supporters. So quite a few parents from our school came along, parents from the wider community, and also um, a lot of people from my church family. I think I brought around 30 supporters. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was a I great they had lots of cups of tea and biscuit bickies for that meeting. <laughs> yes, well, they, a lot of them left straight after our meeting, um, okay. uh, after my speech. So they yeah. didn't get to enjoy the cake I brought. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and so what has been the follow-up since then? Um, well, the school board hasn't really um, answered any of my letters. And I think that's a fair response because they're waiting to see the results of our community survey and they're um, maybe just waiting to get all the information before making a decision. They said they will release a decision in week three of this term. So we're just waiting to see what will happen. And when you say a community survey, uh, do you think the survey that they've done is a fair reflection of what they want to present in the school? Do you think it's telling parents exactly what this whole curriculum is about? Because I've found that it, uh, what happens is that parents aren't made aware of just what this stuff gets into and, and the gender ideology and the sexuality that's being pushed. So does the survey, is it honest about the curriculum? Well, it's really interesting. Initially, the school had indicated they might just do some focus groups, but I just said, you know, this is the least transparent method of consultation and finding out parents' views. 
So they then went to an external company, I believe. Um, yeah, and so they produced a, an, a formal professional survey with multi-choice questions. Some of the questions included, do you want to be taught about gender stereotypes or LGBTQ plus inclusion? And you had the chance of saying, you know, it's important, not important, very not important or whatever you wanted. So that's not really a reflection of necessarily what's in the RSC guidelines, but it will provide some indication to the school of what parents' views are. But there's not I a think people that... still have to be able to read the guidelines themselves to yeah. be able to know. Um, they have to read the guidelines themselves to be able to know what's being taught. Yeah, yeah so there's not, there's not a question that specifically says, uh, do you want your child to be taught that they can choose their own gender and can choose from more than 200 plus sexualities? That's right. <laughs> it's not there. Okay. No. Okay. So uh, week three, a report will come back and then you'll figure out your response. Um, do you feel it's been a positive engagement? It's been a good process. You've been pleased to be part of it? I think that um, maybe the school might have been taken aback that there were parents who were not in favour of these things since the dominant narrative is that everyone's in favour of inclusion. Um, and in general, I think people are in favour of inclusion, but we also um, shouldn't go in blinded to the effects that this ideology is having on children and women. Mm. So once they um, become more aware of it, I'm hopeful that um, they'll become more open to my views about it. <laughs> well, I think even just getting a contra view is really important because uh, all, all schools are getting, and I think, you know, some senior teachers are caught between a rock and a hard place because it's being rammed down from the Ministry of Education and, and a lot of schools and a lot of teachers are not happy with it. So uh, we need parents like you to speak up. So well done on that. Just, just finally, uh, your advice for other parents who are a bit concerned about what may be being taught at their school. What's your advice? I encourage you to network with other parents so that they know that they're not alone. And it's a very awkward topic to talk about. So you might want to just go gently, one-to-one. -one. Um, and as well as that, just keep yourself informed. Um, just last week, I believe 21 European doctors published an yeah. article in the Wall Street Journal about why Europe is moving away from medicalization and towards just um, psychotherapy for um, gender dysphoria. And those are the countries that were formerly world leading on um, pushing medicalization um, for gender dysphoria. So if we can just get parents informed, um, we can prevent irreversible harm for our kids. Yeah, uh, I'm smiling because I've just done a McBlog episode on uh, that exact uh, article in the Wall Street Journal, which of course is challenging the World Health Organization who have put together a bunch of activists who want to push transing our children. So uh, it's, it's important that we speak up on this issue. Catherine, really uh, thank you for, um, uh, you know, being brave and fronting up to the school because a lot of parents just don't know how to do it or don't want to get involved. So, uh, so well done for doing that. And we look forward to uh, just uh, finding out exactly whether the school has listened. So thank you. Thank you, Bob.